How did we get here? That is a good question to ask for among a lot of Arizona Coyotes fans and followers alike. We're going to ask that question to kind of find out where, how we got to certain spots for Arizona Coyotes players, all on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock beside me on today's episode of Locked On the Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I also want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. And once again, that does mean we will never ever have a paywall we got a great show for you on today's episode uh we are doing a how did we get here series uh carl you brought this up as a really great thing to talk about for certain players how did we get to um you know where we are with certain players and obviously today we'll be focusing on Lawson kraus but i think this should be a nice series to talk about oh yeah definitely uh we're starting with a player who was traded for like the Coyotes acquired him via trade, uh, but I do think potentially the series could go other places. Uh, just kind of talking about how we've gotten to the current situation. And Lawson Kraus, I felt like, is the best person to start with. Uh, he is approaching his arbitration you know, date, so that's definitely a reason why he's in the news. Uh, but he's also quickly approaching the six-year anniversary of being acquired by the Coyotes. He was acquired August 25th. Uh, and since we're starting in August, like feels like it's uh, just a good player to talk about. Absolutely. And I think that, and I think, I think back to a lot of things regarding Lawson Kraus, and I think of, you know, how far we've come since the Coyotes have acquired him. And it's like, okay, yeah, we can definitely go through a lot of different ways. He's had his ups and down seasons, stuff like that. Um, and everything like that. But let's start with that trade because that was an yeah. interesting trade. Yes, it was. Uh, so August 25th, like I said, 2016, the Coyotes acquire the contract for Dave Boland and Lawson Kraus in exchange for a 2017 third round pick. Uh, with conditions, the Coyotes would receive either the um hire of Detroit or or sorry, the Panthers would receive either the hire of Detroit or Arizona's pick and a 2018 second round pick, which was conditional on uh, the pick becoming a second round if Kraus plays 10 games in the 2016-2017 trade. So a lot of weird caveats with this one. Um, the Panthers got two picks. They drafted two players who are still with their organization. They're most recently been playing in the AHL. So uh, I, I don't think that they made the right move shipping out Kraus, but uh, it seemed to make sense at the time. I think one of the really cool things to uh, to touch on is, yeah, that that um, he was acquired, you know, er, you know early on then. Um, and look, trying to look, how many... 
how many games did he play? So his first year of Arizona, he played he played seventy two games. Wow, it's a lot. Yeah, I, was that the last year of Tippett? I think it was. I think he played a full season with Tippett. The pick became higher, uh, and then Tockett in his first year sent him to the AHL, which just kind of explains like the weird kind of dichotomy uh, between those two coaching styles. Which, which is also really interesting to talk about that, right? When when Rick Tockett came in and sent him to the AHL, um, because then at at that time. It wasn't. La- it didn't last very long, but it was an awesome thing to talk about. The fact that the Arizona Coy- or the Tucson Roadrunners had a top line of all first-round draft picks that year. Um, yeah. That top line was consisted of Dylan Strome, Nick Merkley, and Lawson Kraus. <laughs> I mean, that that was really cool. I'm sure that was something special in the AHL. Um, I, I just love the fact that Dave Tippett, who at the time had like this reputation for not wanting to play younger players, like totally played Lawson Krause when Rick Tockett was like, nah, you need some work, man. Like that is just such a diff, like a flip in what you would think it would be. Um, or at least at the time, I know, you know, Tippett's, coaching style has looked differently in, um, you know, the past couple of years, but, but still just a, a very interesting situation. And, and the big piece was definitely, you know, the coyotes acquiring the contract of Dave Boland, just one of the many times in history that the coyotes have weaponized their cap. Oh yeah. Um, you think about, you think back to some of the many, many times and what's interesting is how different the coyotes are doing that now versus then right then it was just like yeah let's just pick up dead contracts and weaponize yeah. the cap that way um now it, I, we've mentioned this several times before now it's just like all right you got any overpaid players that are that have contracts expiring within the next two years cool yeah Make it. and i mean like to like reinforce your point about dead contracts like coyotes acquired that 2016 that contract was on the books until the 2019 offseason. Like, so that was that, yeah. three years of just 5.5 million. Um, and you're right, the Coyotes definitely look for people who can, you know, actually play. Although, I will say Bill, Bill Armstrong has made a couple moves that are more like this, but not nearly this long term. Yeah, absolutely. And, and which is interesting to see, just like, oh, like that's an interesting pick, but um, well, I think most recently Bill Armstrong acquiring the contract of was it Little. Uh, yes, that one really stands out. But I mean, like, I, I guess like the timing works because Little is, I think, two more seasons, so it's a little bit more flexibility. But you know. And most of the people he's acquiring, it's players players like Gostaspare or, you know, even like the Beagle, Roussel, uh, Erickson trio from Vancouver. Absolutely. But um but again, that trade that, that definitely was an interesting trade and in how that worked and um and how that was and, and again again how like the difference of coaching as you mentioned, right? Of how yeah. all that went and how all that went down. Um I personally loved Lawson Krause with the Tucson Roadrunners. Like, yeah, he was fun it, it, to watch. 
And, and I mean, like he had a good rookie season with the Coyotes. Uh, what were his numbers his first year? Uh, five goals, uh, seven assists. Oh, so it's not the best, but decent enough. Um, it, it cost the Coyotes an extra pick or like a higher up pick. Like, would Kraus have been a better player if he went to the AHL straight away? That's a good question. Um, maybe. I, th- I don't think he would have been a worse player. No, he wouldn't have been worse. Absolutely not. He would not have been worse. Um, and I think, too, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to base off the years here. Um, that first Roadrunners year could have potentially used him because that, because after, I think, I want to think they had a decent start. And then I think after the uh, the whole Craig Cunningham situation, they kind of just collapsed and fell. Yeah, um, which course, understandable. Which completely is also kind of unrelated. Like Cunningham was just kind of like a player who kind of like like what you know losing like losing a player like Cunningham wouldn't have completely collapsed it, but it's a more mental state kind of thing. It's like oh, you saw that happen on the ice, but uh, wasn't he also the captain though? He so. Was the captain. Yeah, but it's because he's been around. He's he's he was been he was like the perennial AHL player that kind of just like was a leader for a lot of play. Like he played for yeah. like the he was like on the Providence Bruins for a while or something like that. But so it's definitely like psychological, but it's also like a vacuum in the locker room, like that sort of thing. Uh, he he wasn't necessarily like the superstar on the ice, but he yeah. he contributed a lot of ways. Yeah. But which is what makes me question: Like, would Kraus have made an impact in that way? Like, would he? Like, would the Roadrunners may have at least stabilized a little bit? Maybe make the playoffs. I mean, that's a big ask for a team that just moved from Springfield and kind of established themselves in a new city. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of like, um, you know, I, I think Kraus would have played well. I think he like probably would have brought another 10 to 15 goals and in which case like you know that translates to a couple more wins how far were the red Riders from missing the playoffs um i gotta see that actually actually that um let's see where they were they they won 29 games that year not a lot at all Um, no they finished sixth in the Pacific, which is like at the time I think was like last. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it, he wouldn't have helped the Roadrunners. He like it. Hopefully, could have benefited his development though. Yeah. Although what's also interesting is who he'd be playing alongside with that year, because that year, um, I believe, because. They didn't have um, Strom and Merkley yet. Um, it was, I think, Fisher was on that year. Um, I'm trying to think who else was on that was on that year, but we can, uh, yeah, uh, we, can we can check we can, it out. We we will check that out in just a sec, though. Because we do have to uh, quickly go take a, a word from, from our sponsors. 
So, yep, uh, I have a message from our friends at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live at live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. You can head over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Carl. So I have a list of there's a, a long list of players who who participate in the Roadrunners, but I'll kind of go through names that that just ring a bell to me. That kind of just like you can just I can just bring to the front of my head. Like okay, these these were impact players on the Roadrunners this year. Gotcha. So have, okay. Um, or that or names that I would that I recognize, for example. So okay. Tyler Gaudet, Brandon Perlini, Perlini. Okay. Anthony Duclair. Duke. Okay. Craig Cunningham, Chris Mueller, Ryan McKinnis, Connor Garland, Christian Fisher, Trevor Cheek, Eric Schellick, Laurent Delfan, Christian Dvorak, Michael Bunting, Kyle Wood, Jalen Smerick, Tony D'Angelo, Kyle Cavalbianco, Dakota Mermis, Kevin Connaughton, Dyson Mayo, Merrick Langhammer, Aiden Hill. Okay, so A, it's perfect that uh, Michael Bunting was there because, as we all know, he, uh, he was in the AHL for just all of the seasons. Uh uh that that name really stood out uh also um connor garland uh which does kind of reinforce the idea that you know uh, the more things happen the more i realize the coyotes made the right call in chipping out garland at the point in the rebuild um but yeah that, that is definitely a lot of names and i would have liked to see lawson kraus gel with quite a few of them uh kraus and dvorak seems like a really good pairing uh how many games did duclair play um i'm gonna have to go through like on that because I, I i only was able to check out the because just what the roster was but i can even go further back like are you on the the roadrunners website i'm on the ahl website uh, uh listeners if you are not a hockey writer and or producer you will probably not know this the ahl websites are garbage to operate <laughs> just right, so who, who are you looking for uh duclair duclair all right um i had to look in the search because there's so many names on that put of players that um he played in 16 games with the roadrunners okay so so not a lot um that seems like a very weird season for the roadrunners which yeah the like you said the top, the top five let's see one two three. Yeah, the top five 
Um, I'll even say six because there's a, a tie there. Um, players who were participated in the Coyotes and the Roadrunners that year was Joe Whitney at 74 games, Chris Mueller at 68, Kyle Ward at 68, Ryan McInnes at 68, Michael Bunting and Dakota Mermis at 67, Jamie McBain at 64. So, yeah. 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 So, Kraus isn't turning that team into a... A superstar like, team. Like. No, no. It, it, it would not... I mean, I, I kind of wonder, like, if you're Tippett, if you're like... Kraus is going to be good. Should we avoid the drama of an AHL team moving for the first time to keep him like insulated, like kind of like the opposite of what the thinking is for the, for the next couple of years. Um, who knows, but uh, I don't know. That's an interesting one. I always puzzled over Tippett's decision to play Kraus that first year. Like it never seemed like the right call. Yeah, it was it, it was definitely an interesting call, right? I mean, like you have to you have to wonder what was what was what was going through his brain on that part. What exactly that was the decision? Um, and yes, I think it, you're right. It did cost Arizona a draft pick because it was as long as he didn't play what ten games, he ended up playing seventy two. <laughs> like, yeah, it would have been a. a th- a third versus a second, but still that theoretically could have done something. Uh, I mean, with that pick, the Panthers drafted Saran Noel, uh, who hasn't done much, mostly just been an NHL guy. Uh, but still, maybe the uh, the Coyotes could have done something better with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm just looking really briefly, too, as a comparison of the 2016 versus 2017 Roadrunners, dude, it's night and day. It's night and day. Yeah. I mean, it makes a difference when you have Strom, um, uh, Strom, Kraus, and Merkley on the same team. And you have um, Mario Campe also joining in, joining in on there as well. So, like, I, I still every once in a while see Mario Campe's name come up. Uh, Mostly in relation to his brother uh, Adrian, but uh, that, that was a that was a very interesting time. I, I really like that era of the Coyotes. There was a lot of hope uh, that things were going to be turning around, uh, and it just never materialized. Absolutely. Um, luckily, my phone is on is is on silent because I just got a freaking flash flood alert. For those who are uh, familiar with Arizona, it's crazy. Um, but fun storms. Absolutely. Um, but let's move let's move let's move past Kraus and his AHL days because he had a really good good time with the Roadrunners. He only played one season of them, and then and, and, and then eventually he's like, you know what? Yeah, you 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 belong up here. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, he played eighty one games next year. Then the year after that for twenty five points. Then followed by a shortened season, sixty six because of COVID. Um, and then 50, another shortened season, 51 because of COVID. Um, and then a 65, um, game season that was shortened due to injury. Um, but this was his best season yet. I mean, it feels like he was definitely improving though, those first years back. Like, 
11 goals, 14 assists in 81 games. Solid. You, you're you're back from the AHL. You're taking that step forward. Uh, you know, next season, 66 games, 15 goals, 10 assists. Probably could hit 20 if it's a full full season. But you know, global pandemic. Then last year, like 51 games, four goals, nine assists. That was like the biggest kind of roadblock we've seen in a player's but development. We. We will say th- I will say this though, and I'm pretty sure you will agree with me. If you watched him play on the ice, those numbers do not reflect how he played because he was yes. still great. <laughs> Absolutely, like uh, I think every single conversation about Lawson Krause held by like people who knew the Coyotes was like he's snake bitten. He's he's putting in the work. It's going to come eventually, and it did kind of like start to come towards the end. And also, look, uh, at that point, I think we'd all kind of realized that the Coyote system just wasn't working. Um, and I, I don't want to like put too much blame on Kraus because he had that bounce back year. Like, clearly, there was a lot that's going on. But, yeah, that was, it was a rough year. It is, it is, to me, kind of crazy how good of a bounce back he was able to have. Also, how, how how much obviously Kraus gets a massive amount of credit for bouncing back, but uh, how much weight do you also put coaching on that as well? You know, kind of, because the difference between Tocket and Tourney. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like Tourney like trusts his younger players more than Tocket mm-hmm. did. And look, we're not we're not between the benches. We're we're not hearing what he's saying. Uh, we're not in the locker room, so we don't know for sure. But it, it does seem like we were able to see players like Kraus, players like Clayton Keller, like Nick Schmaltz, uh, take that next step forward. And one of the big reasons why like Chikrin's name is coming up is because he wasn't. He was kind of the exception. So, like, I think it's kind of you know, great that we have this year from Kraus. Uh, like we said recently, I'm not sure how much, like how sustainable it is if he's not going to be playing with Phil Kessel, but still like good bounce back here. And we've seen just a lot of like good things all around from Kraus. And I think we still have, we still seen, you get to see the best of him. Yeah. He is only, 25 years old, still not in his prime yet as a forward. That'll be coming in the next couple years. Um, but I think he's also shown that he's a, a pretty phenomenal leader and leadership that only just gets better with age. Absolutely. Of course, right now he is, we were still waiting on, you know, arbitration or, or, you know, a negotiation on, on a, on his next deal. But should that happen? Should you know Coyotes get him re-signed and get him extended and everything like that? Um, you know, I think it, it, like based off what we've seen from him, that this guy is a yeah. You said you, you said it. You said it right right then that he's a leader, right? Yeah, and I think that's the important thing of it's what you know of what's awesome and you know and kind of a quick look into the future. You know, as a person who is going to be wearing a letter on his chest yeah and i mean he I, he wore an a a couple times uh this past season um 
definitely seems like he he fits that role. And I don't want to jinx the guy because, you know, he's about to enter a contract negotiation. He doesn't need either of us throwing out like things into the air. Um, And I don't want like people to listen back to this like two years from now and be like, boy, you guys were really off. But like he seems like a good fit for the time. Uh, Bill Armstrong has constantly talked about how how he is the type of player like that he wants. We've seen that be reinforced in the type of player that Bill Armstrong has drafted. So yeah. Bigger, stronger. Yeah. Six years ago, the Coyotes acquired Lawson Krauss, and I think it's going to be a while before we see him play anywhere else. Knocking on wood. Absolutely. So this, so as a looking back again, um, that trade did wonders for Arizona. Like you know, yeah. they, like you think you think back, it's like it wasn't really much lost, and Coyotes get a really solid player out of it. Yeah the the Panthers got you know salary cap relief, which all of the things that the Florida Panthers have been doing lately, sure they need that salary cap relief, but. Since that happened, they didn't qualify for the playoffs three years in a row. They lost in the qualifying round. They lost in the first round. And then they lost in the second round. Uh, I, I do kind of wonder, like, if if we had, like, the, the Locked On Panthers podcast on and be like, hey, would you take Lawson Krauss or would you take those two AHL guys? Pretty sure they'd take Lawson Krauss. Uh, oh, yeah. And right. even if it meant, like, an extra five million in cap space that they, I don't know, at the time spending on Roberto Luongo, maybe. Sure. So looking back to kind of like a, as we as we were mentioning earlier last week when we had Jack Bushman on to, with uh, from Lockdown Blackhawks talking about winning the Schmaltz-Strom trade, we can agree, Carl, that this is a similar situation. The Coyotes kind of definitely won this trade, although you know even. Considering what you talked about, right? The fact that Tippett made the decision that he made, it's even regardless, that's still a win. Yeah. I'd say the Coyotes got the better player. Um, the the two that the Panthers drafted have worked out yet, still time, but it's approaching six years. We should start to see something like that a little bit more definitively. Seems like they're pretty far away. Uh, I would also argue that the Panthers didn't really do much with their cap space. Like they didn't qualify for another three years. So at the end of the day, I I, I can't see this as anything other than a win for the Coyotes. Absolutely, and, it, and it's nice to see, right? The fact that um, that the trades like this were made that it was you know pretty solid. Um, that you know the. Coyotes were making good deals, you know, six years ago. Yeah. Um, and even as much as you want to make fun of them, you know, for acquiring like, um, you know, go, go to other examples, like, you know, the Marion Hosa and Pavel Datsu contracts, but hey, it worked out for them, right? So. Yeah. And also, like, I think it's kind of, you know, because that's uh that's why John check a deal. Uh, I think he made a, he made quite a few good ones and those tend to get forgotten right now and overshadowed by like his bigger misses, like the Taylor Hall trade, but the Lawson Krauss was definitely a good one. Um, yeah, there was, there, there was some questionable trades 
um, which we'll probably discuss too as well, like in terms of because um, even players who aren't on there on any like on the Coyotes anymore, we can go through their trade trees on on this series, right? And talk about you know how that went down, but yeah. oh, that that'd be fun, like the Coyote doing an episode about a player that was missed because the Coyotes traded a draft pick. Uh, no end to, to both the good and bad we can discuss on this. Oh, yeah. What a series it can be. Any final thoughts that you want to share before we close things off on today's episode? Uh, yeah, just the Coyotes need to resound less and crass uh, soon because uh, that arbitration date's coming up quick. It is coming up in about a week. So we got to get that. We got it taken care of sooner yep. rather than later anyways though that is going to be it for today's episode of locked on coyotes if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube and let us know too um if you have any suggestions any ideas for the how do we get here series if you um and let us know if you like it too we always take we, we always appreciate your feedback just let us know anything don't forget to interact with us on social media we're on facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on instagram locked on coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes i am personally at robin underscore leonio Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy, and don't forget to howl on. Woo-hoo!